One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is sponsored by Shoppable Business your number one source for procuring products for your business in the Philippines. Discover authentic branded products online. Shop bulk, save big, and secure authentic products with official sales invoices at Shoppable Business today. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by Union Digital Bank a fully digital bank with a mission to empower every Filipino everywhere by providing easy access to digital financial services for consumers and businesses. Union Digital Bank partners with startups to co-create financial products to meet the needs of their customers. Contact Union Digital Bank to explore how they can power your platform with embedded financial services. For more information about Union Digital Bank, please see their website at www.uniondigitalbank.io. Stay updated by following them on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Also brought to you by Paymongo, the payment gateway for business growth. Paymongo allows your business to accept online payments from your customers through Visa, MasterCard, Gcash, GrabPay, Maya, online banking, Buy Now, Pay Later, and many more. All with just one platform. Sign up for free at paymongo.com. And brought to you by Seekcap. SeekCap is a lending platform powered by UBX Philippines. With SeekCap, you can easily apply for a loan from 5,000 pesos up to 1 million pesos from the comfort of your own home nationwide. Visit www.seekcap.ph, sign up, and apply for a loan now. That's www.seekcap.ph. Take your business to new heights by seeking capital with SeekCap. Nobody follows a leader that doesn't have meaning in what he's doing. And people will follow you if what you're doing is very apparent. So to me, uh, every time I get an opportunity to talk about financial inclusion, it's about financial inclusion. 
beyond an aspiration, they have to see that work is being done for you to do that. So I aspire for people to work with me, collaborate with me, because they know that that's what I represent. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of Share Podcast. We finally got the guy I've been wanting to get to you ever since I was uh, watching your episode in the final pitch. Again, shout out to my friends, John Aguilar and uh, Monica. I, I don't know if I got to tell you this, but the first funding we got in Podcast Network Asia came from the Vinyl Beach. Oh, So wow. that's why. That's always home for us. But again, we are so honored to have the president and CEO of Union Digital Bank, Mr. Henry Aguda. Whoop, whoop. Henry, welcome to the show. Hi, Ron. Thank you for having me. Correction, it's President and Chief Executive Ube. Okay. <laughs> Cheap except CEU. CEU. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the central industry. That's a CEU. Wow. Chief executive. Ube. Again, very big fan of what you do. I really want to find out how, how you built this uh, uh, amazing, amazing brand bank. Again, been seeing you left and right with George Rieka when you wanted to mm-hmm. the, give un- bank the unbanked uh, mm-hmm. riders of Vancas and all that. But again, I need to ask you the mm-hmm. million dollar question. Henry, what's your hustle? My hustle right now is I manage a digital bank. And there's only six digital banks in the Philippines. I won't name all of them, but Union Digital is one of them. And Union Digital is more fondly known as the Ube Bank. Ube Bank. So we're color purple and we're related to the vegetable because it's healthy, it's delicious. So it's one of a kind. So my hustle is that. My hustle is to drive financial inclusion through the use of technology in providing affordable loans at the same time savings for the underbank and the unbank, as you mentioned earlier. That is amazing. And again, I've, I've been a big fan of what you guys said. Again, thank you for supporting Hustle Share also for this season. Uh, I've been a big fan. But again, before we talk about the Ube Bank and how mm-hmm. you are striving to bank the unbanked and help the digitalization of the Philippines, I need you to buckle up real quick. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just fasten your seatbelt a little bit mm-hmm. because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share time machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. It's color Ube this, this evening. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And again, we go all the way back because for every successful hustler, there's always the struggle of an entrepreneur from the ground up. Now, Henry, in every episode of Hustle Share, we always talk about the origin story, right? What was it like growing up? What was the environment that you grew up in? And who were your first inspirations or you know uh, role models in hustling? Mm, so I grew up in... A loving family, if you might call it loving. My father's a finance person. Okay. He's an accountant. It's in the blood. Okay. in the blood. But my mom. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the toughest. Tiger mom. Tiger mom. Okay. My mom uh, is a public school teacher. Uh, she specialized early on uh, with special ed. Oh, wow. Oh, so, so she's very... I guess the reason why... She specialized in special ed because early on, I think, you know, 
fast forward to now, I would have been diagnosed as on the spectrum. Yeah, so, <laughs> Same. I, I, yeah, you know how it ADHD, is. ADHD, for sure. Uh, that's it. Uh, they can sit still, etc. Then mm-hmm. my mom worked for the Department of Education as a wow. teacher, moving up to becoming a superintendent. But what? The long, for the longest time, she was an elementary school principal. So... Oh my God. Remember, if, if you're, you're misbehaving, you go to the principal's office. Yep. I wake up every day in the principal's <laughs> office. So, so that's how I grew up in, oh in an God. environment where there's a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of support. And uh, from there on, my mom just threw everything that I can learn at me mm-hmm. uh, from math to sciences to what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I, I, I grew up in, in that environment. My father, on the other hand, is very sporty. Nice. So, whatever sport that has a ball or a racket, I I, I tried nice. it out. Uh, my early education were Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So Which school? Let's let's be specific. It used to be a girls only school. Okay. When I joined, became co-ed. So <laughs> the ratio that works in my favor. So sure. I'm a product of the RVM sisters, Saint Mary's Academy. Ah. Up until high school, nice. then colleges in UP where mm-hmm. uh, I learned uh, how to fend for myself. Nice. Uh, okay. UP, the environment is open university where open in the sense there are no gates. Uh, <laughs> you have to watch your back. Was uh, mm-hmm. do, those were the tough times. You where ended up in Sunken Garden. The wrong there time. you go. Gonna- <laughs> yeah. Uh, now it's a gated university. Yeah. Okay. Then, you know, I did uh, some masters in, name it, from UAP to schools overseas as well. Amazing. So that's my educational background. Mm-hmm. I never left school because either I'm studying or I'm teaching. Wow. So I've, I've studied anywhere from finance to law to whatever. Mm-hmm. In the same manner, I've taught courses in finance, mm-hmm. uh, technology, cybersecurity, marketing, whatever the University of the Philippines wants to allow me to teach so okay. that's my educational roots that's amazing and again i just want to zoom in on the roots again at home because mm-hmm. at the end of the day that's where we really get forged as we go through that's right. uh, just describe to me the type of discipline oh. that your parents uh embody because again if your mom is a principal and i'm, mm-hmm. I'm a suki of the principal's office yes, for all the wrong reasons right. when i was growing up right i want to understand the type of soft skills that mm-hmm. you brought on from because again teachers one of the most noble hustles that you mm-hmm. do because it's really selfless the mm-hmm. way they do it whether they have bad students good students what more if you're a principal you're looking out after everyone that's like a ceo already running the whole thing yeah that's right and then again a finance person you have to be very dig- diligent what were those skills that you learned from that environment that you took on to school that you still bring into now well, in that environment, because my mom's a school principal, <laughs> I had to be on my toes every single hour. <laughs> yes. Uh, and whenever school is out, so to uh-huh. speak, and we would have fun, that's when I go all out fun. Like, uh, I remember days where if it's my mom asking me how I did in school, of course, I'd tell her, you know, I did did the work, I did well, etc. And when fun starts, like summer breaks, okay. ah, my dad would take me to my heart's desire, either swimming in the river. So essentially what I've imbibed is work hard, play hard. There. Work hard, play hard. That's and, and, amazing. 
And a lot of my colleagues at work know that I socialize a lot mm-hmm. and I mix work with my life. So my work-life balance, as my old boss and mentor before Ernest Koo says, work-life balance is work-life integration. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a perfect example yep. of that too. And you know, the really, really um, amazing hustle. I've had him on the show a few years back mm. during the pandemic. I, I easily one of the most favorite episodes that I had. But okay, let's skip through the the, the hustle that you took up Bachelor of Science in Mathematics, mm. and you are a doctor in uh, University of the Philippines too. But again, we have a very long career that we want to go through. Mm. So as much as I really want to go through your things, I want to skip right into your very first jobs. Uh-huh. Right? What was the very first jobs that you did, and how hard was that? And how did you hustle and the skills that you acquired there? Oh, so I went into programming. What? Uh, You're a dev? Yeah, by, by accident. Okay. okay. So story was, was taking my, I think I was on my second year of math. Okay. And, you know, looked at myself in the mirror and I see a geek. Oh. So what, <laughs> what, what did I do? I applied for theater. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked over to the but most yeah. devs are introvert, huh? I know. You won't do that. No, but I wasn't in dev yet. I was ah. still doing my math uh, course. Uh during you know, we take for granted right now computers are everywhere. Yes. You can program on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. During my time, you need to go to a place where there's a mainframe. Yep. So pen and paper and slide rule. Oh that was my, my life uh with math. So okay. I need to change things up. I said I won't graduate from the university without experiencing a cooler life. Mm. Cooler in the sense that I want to be with the cool kids. So I tried for theater. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> and. So all the girls are also. Huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, hey, you know, maybe I could act. So <laughs> how hard could it be? All right. Okay. So, but. During the audition, they okay. segregated the applicants. Yeah. So they moved. The so my skin is not as fair. Okay. But they they moved me out of the Morenos. fair skin, the Morenos. So I said, okay, they, maybe they're they'll do a lapu lapu <laughs> audition or something. Okay. And then the fair skin audition done, song dance and everything. Okay. After their audition, they talked to me and said, hey, now this is how you operate the screens. This oh is how. You, so <laughs> I I was. <laughs> For the stage, <laughs> not not in front of the stage, back of the, oh the stage. So I was so disheartened. I walked out of uh, my initial aspirations for theater okay. and I bumped into the Computer Literacy Center in UP. And there was an ad okay. and says uh, pro- programming instructors wanted and it pays a certain amount. Wow. And the Tita Malu, I call her Tita Malu. Tita. She runs the school. Okay. Saw me looking at that and said, okay, you want to apply? Yeah, hell, why not? There's uh, money There's to money be made. Back. And, mm-hmm. you know, and she didn't give me a computer. She gave me a six syllabus. Okay. Come back the next day and, you know, let's do a teaching lesson. I was teaching Pascal. What? This is the weird part. So, to me, I want to be an actor. So, let's act like I'm a coding instructor. Okay. So, I did... Some lectures on the whiteboard because not a lot of people have computers then. No. My students loved it. They understood it. Okay. Never touch a computer <laughs> until the course was done when I needed to do 
programming language. That is uh, intense. So I acted. I pretended that, uh, you know, that allowed me to, you know what they say, make it till you, fake it till fake you make it. it. Fake me. Fake so it till you make fake it. Fake it till you make it. I started in college. Wow. Uh, was good also because it was a paying gig. Mm. I eventually learned how to code. Uh, it became part of the course mm-hmm. uh, and I was teaching ever since. So mm-hmm. that got me into programming. So that got me into Java, into basic, into uh, uh, C, into, and I still love it. In fact, the thing that I miss the most with the work that I do is I don't get to code anymore, but every opportunity I get to be part of a daily standup, like every eight in the morning, Yep. Uh, and my colleagues in the bank know. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the, the only uh, yes, mm-hmm. I think I'm the only CEO that attends a development scrum from eight to eight thirty in the morning. That's amazing. Yeah. So, by the way, I'll just do a segue. We have a brand new podcast now that covers the whole uh news in the whole uh, Southeast Asia called the Daily Scrum. Every the five, Daily Scrum. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's yeah. copying from the devs that I've I've worked before. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I just did a segue. So after you did uh, programming, was mm. that the first foray into a paid hustle that you did? Oh, yes. So okay. I was a uh, second year in college. Mm. I mean, that was the time where Apple came out. was about wow. to be big. So my biggest idol then was... Steve Jobs. Uh, no. Okay. Steve Jobs. What? Yeah. Steve Jobs uh, and Bill Gates. So this is how it went. So okay. you have Apple, mm. but then the one that sold... Apple was the hardware. Yeah. But the one that beat IBM then was this small company called Microsoft. Microsoft. Yep. And to me, wow. Yeah. Bill Gates. And, you know, Bill Gates is, uh, I was a geek, still am. And yep. said, and those were the years where Revenge of the Nerds came out. Oh. So, <laughs> hey, oh, finally we're cool. Yes. So I, I really immersed myself in, in programming. And uh, Bill Gates became my... Yeah, that's, that's what I want to be when I go out of college. Got it. And after college, what were the first few jobs that you did? Oh, so I wanted to be an entrep immediately. I want to do stuff in the garage. and You wanted to be a founder? Yeah. So I, I went out of school as quickly as possible. Okay. I taught for one semester because okay. hey, maybe I can find some collaborators. But then my father said uh, he works for Meralco and Meralco has a subsidiary called CIS, Computer Information Systems. Okay. A lot of the very good IT executives in the Philippines, you can trace back to CIS. In the same manner that a lot of great bankers, you can trace back to Citibank. It's kind of like that. So CIS has since become Indra. But uh, back then, my, my Indra in Meralco Avenue. Yes, that's it. Wow. They, they used to be CIS. What? Before Across they Medical got, City. That's right. Before they got acquired by Indra Spain. Yes, the yes. Spanish the company. That's right. Yes, I've, I've gotten to work with them during my chatbot PhD. Ah, there you go. Very, very early geeks. Yeah, so those are geeks. Yes. So those would be the environment that I'd love to be in. So my, fa- my father said, hey, you know, we have a great management program. They called it the manage. Apparently, it's a programming management program. Okay. So people, devs, and stuff, and they pick the top uh, graduates from the the schools, from the top schools, and you go into a boot camp. Okay. And yeah, so I got to hone my skills 
And my thinking then was, okay, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go and do my own. But I fell in love with the culture. Yeah. I fell in love with the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of uh, finishing the course and moving on, I stayed. Mm-hmm. And How apart, long did you stay for? Oh, I stayed for about five years. Wow. Which uh, during my time, because my father was a lifer. Yeah. He worked for Miralco for ooh, until he was 65. Oh my God. And continued on as a consultant even after. From 65. Lopez, Lopez oh, days. So yes. Right. So he thought I'd stay there forever. But after five years, the Lopez's put up buy and tell. So in Maginhawa. In Maginhawa. Perfect. Uh, there's Maginhawa, then there's Roosevelt, right. and there's the one in Ben Press building here. Yep. So I remember because our landline was by. I still memorize yeah. my landline number in my So we were the pioneer yeah. team. So in Telco back then, you know, there was only PLDT. Yep. There was only the landline. Uh, so the opportunity for me to move from power to Telco mm-hmm. became very instantaneous. So I moved to Telco and from there on I fell in love with Telco. Wow. Uh, but still in the IT space. Correct. So name a telco, most probably I've worked for them. Okay. Before we talk, take our first break, I want to understand. You, if you wanted to be a founder, and I think that itch, if that really crosses your mind, will never leave. Yes. You will alleviate the itch a little bit, yeah. but that itch will always resurface. Uh, yes. But for you to have their foundational skills in Indra or what is CIS? Is it? Yes. I want to understand what are the foundational skills you developed there. Because mm. let's just call it what it is. Our very first jobs leave an indelible mark over mm-hmm. who we are mm-hmm. and who we become. Because we're all blank canvases when we graduate, right? Of course, we have tendencies and potential, but potential is nothing until you realize it. What were those foundational skills, hard skills and soft skills mm-hmm. that you acquired while you were in CIS or for the first five years as well? Mm. So, my degree in college uh, is in mathematics. Okay. okay. But when I joined CIS, mm-hmm. without taking an engineering degree, the engineering discipline got inculcated in me. So, I studied under one of the most brilliant physicists that I know, an electrical engineer I know, Dr. Abaya, who... He graduated top of his class in UP in electrical engineering with the highest grade point average oh at the time, like one point something. Oh. Ruler yung grade. <laughs> and he's a nice guy. He's okay. a great guy. So mm-hmm. spending time with him for several years is like getting an engineering degree. So I became comfortable, okay. not just with the software, but with the hardware. Man, you give me a screwdriver and I will dismantle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll dismantle an IBM controller. And for wow. people in the 80s, you know how how big an IBM <laughs> communication controller is. Yes. The size of two refrigerators. Yep, mamaw. Yeah. So <laughs> I can dismantle them. I can put them together. So the engineering discipline got inculcated in me in CIS. Mm-hmm. You match that with the software one. Uh, that's good. Now. Soft side. Mm. Uh, I'm a type A personality. Yeah. So, and truth be told, I failed the psychological exam. <laughs> so, so, sorry, I failed two. I passed the third. Okay. So, uh, I think at that point, they saw that there's some talent in me for, yeah. the, for uh, developing software. So, they allowed me to take 
three psychological exams in order for me to pass, I guess, the employment. So it's like, I failed the first one. Okay, probationary six months. Okay. You have to pass this. And I failed it again. It again. <laughs> okay, you've done so much work. Uh, we need you. Try it again. On the third, maybe deny <laughs> uh, so They gave up and just passed the guy. You're too good, but again, you're just you know, uh, out of the box of what we typically hire. I, I, I don't know how to work with the team then. So... Uh, a lot, yeah, a lot of very strong technical skills. None of the soft skill, none of the interpersonal skills. Uh, that was my first first mm -hmm. job. Then when I moved to Biantel, okay, I had an opportunity to. Your bosses really influence you, and yes. right now I really look up to the people that uh, I work for. I wouldn't if I don't look up for them. Look yes. up to them. So there was this great. PNG guy, executive before, who's okay. also uh, an engineer who was the president of one of the divisions of Biantel then, Tony Urera, the late Tony Urera. Okay. I love the guy. He taught me how to relate to people. So that I learned how to motivate a team, influence people. He gave me all the necessary Malcolm levels of leadership wow. and all, and all those self-help books. So that allowed me to have that uh, ability to relate with people and lead teams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have the technical skills and the ability to relate to people. Superpower, I think. Yeah, it opens up a lot. But then there's still the itch of uh, every five years. <laughs> I'm tempted to just quit my job and, and put up my something. own startup. Yeah. And again, we will discuss that. But let's take our first week. And when we come back, we will now talk about the continuation. You said you fell in love with Telco. We'll talk about yeah. the Telco grind. And of course, the UB grind and all the way mm -hmm. how you created Union Digital uh, Bank. And again, did, was that the solution to the itch? But let's talk about that more after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch 
at SASConPH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with type A personality, yeah. Henry, <laughs> who then told us this amazing origin story. And I just want to uh, empathize with you a lot because I'm the same. And most mm-hmm. entrepreneurs are like that. You know, we were always called with the, the outcast, the weirdo. Yeah. There's like, why are you like that? Right? We, we always are contrarian by default. And you can already see that in your, in our early in our lives. I was always the tra- class clown, troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, again, I've always had a, uh, bombacious personality. <laughs> I'm always the loudest guy in the room, <laughs> right? But I was using it to make fun of people and uh, teachers before. Uh, mm. But when I realized my superpower, that I'm blessed with this personality, and now I can relate to people of mm. any type, mm. my God, is over. Because now the, the, the other layer that I had locked there, my first few hustle was sales. Okay. So imagine perfect, perfect uh, personality for sales because I can empathize and charm my way into any room uh-huh. na, right at that point but i want to understand so you mentioned when you, in Bayantel, when you've learned your people skills what did you unlock and how did you bring mm. that over to the next few skills as you said you fell in love with telco mm. what were the next challenges that you were now solving but what with this super skills mm. what did you still also build on top of that path? okay so it's less about building additional skill on top of uh, the soft and the hard uh, mm-hmm. skills that I've. It's more when I started relating to people, I started having fun. Yes. Before I was miserable interacting with uh, people. Like I took my MBA. I hate it when there's a case uh, <laughs> study or we need to put a case work together. It's like, Okay, let's divide the work. Okay. I'll do this and the rest of you just do the other ones. Oh. I mean, it was 80% or 90% is you actually. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't care less if you don't contribute. <laughs> just let me do this. Buha. No, but it's very difficult for me to do team dynamics. Yeah. Okay. So, when I acquired the soft skill of relating to people, mm-hmm. it allowed me to have more fun. It yeah. it, it made it easier for me. Uh, I guess Originally, I was very, very introverted. Now I've become, I can be introverted and I can be extroverted and have fun at the same time. So, yes. So it allowed me to sustain the work that I do. And uh, I guess the over a period of time in my career, Mm -hmm. it's no longer additional skills, but the honing of the skill and adding content. Like uh, in telco, I, I went from becoming a very tech guy. Okay. I think if in my recollection, I like uh, being the first to claim a title. Mm-hmm. Example, during the time they are MIS managers, uh, ITVPs. We mm-hmm. coined the, well, it was coined in the US, but in the Philippines, I was uh, bold enough to say chief information officer. There. Okay. From CIO. There, CIO. Mm-hmm. From then on, it became a staple. Okay. Then when I moved to Globe, or even before that, I think I moved first to, to Globe and I took the title Chief Transformation Officer. Now, that is very prevalent. So I try okay. to keep, now I'm the Chief 
Executive Ube. So okay. why, why be normal, right? <laughs> Change the title. So that's amazing. So rebranding. So right. that's how I started uh, building my career, uh, mm. finding a unique niche, and I started understanding the power of the brand. The brand is powerful because it allows you to unlock people's buy-in immediately. Right. If you have a good brand, maybe instead of five hours of selling, you'd be able to do it in just an hour, two hours. There's recall, yeah, there's foundation. There's recall. Yeah, there's trust. Correct. Yeah. So, and in the same manner, I'm careful with mm. that brand. So, so I went from very technical to becoming a, a finance person. To becoming an operations person and became the CEO. The toughest job, and you mentioned about sales. Yeah. That was the toughest job I ever, not because I cannot sell, mm. but I cannot uh, manage the ro roller coaster ride. <laughs> One quarter, you're the hero. <laughs> and the next the quarter, you're <laughs> the goat. It's, that's the one that I couldn't manage. It's like, if I'm yeah. going to be in sales, I should not have any down quarter. And it's impossible. It's I don't care impossible. how good you are. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's a game of wins and losses. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, now I can be in sales because I can accept that you don't win everything. Nope. Yeah. Nope. And regardless of how good you can be in sales, mm. you know, the only thing you can control is your effort and mm. the way you try to beef up your pipeline. Mm. There's always a big chunk of it that's outside of your control. Yes. Regardless of what you're selling. Right. But again, in sales, it's just really numbers game. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to carve out opportunities for yourself, because at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people struggle with. It. Yeah. They're good closers or, or they're at good at the top of the funnel. They are able to open opportunities. Yeah. But when it comes to closing, yeah. soft yeah, close. They, they right. couldn't ask for the thing. I've, I've seen also the opposite that, oh my God, you give them great hot leads. Mm -hmm. They close everything. But I've asked you, okay, open opportunities. Mm -hmm. nah, there's mm -hmm. nothing. That's right. right. It takes a special type of hustler to get that. And again, it takes time to get it. But even if you are good at end-to-end, -end, yeah. there's still a lot of things that you can't control. Yeah, well, uh, our friend, mm. uh, Jana Gilar yes. and Monica, actually. Mm. Uh, I knew them before joining the show. Mm. But they taught me, yeah, you, you're always pitching. Yeah. Whether you're interacting over dinner, you're in the elevator, mm -hmm. you're doing your formal job, you're always pitching. And right. if you're always pitching, you're always selling maybe an idea, some product, mm -hmm. or yourself. Yeah. Okay, I'll just breeze through this whole career that you've done. But and I want to put that in a circular thing because I want to get to Union Digital and Union, mm -hmm. your, 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 union, your Union Bank hustle. So real quick, you went from Buy Intel... Into Nextel, yeah. into um, NCPI, yeah, and then after that, Fujitsu. Oh my yes. God, what a career, man! I'm just having, yeah. I'm a CIO of uh, Digital LEC. Oh my goodness! And then you also did GSIS. Yeah, what you have done government and of course Globe. But I want to understand. So again, once you realize this uh, skill of people skills plus this, and everything is just content and that. Mm. I want to talk about leadership mm -hmm. because as you diversified into these different mm -hmm. types of culture, how did you evolve as a leader? Uh, so my go-to book mm. uh, on that one uh, is the five levels of leadership. But early on, we were taught it's a hierarchical world. Yeah. So 
your leadership is based on the authority you have. Yeah. It's important that you have some permission to lead. Yeah. That's your authority. But I've noticed, and if I see some of my colleagues, if they keep using pulling ranks, so to speak, that's the weakest. Ah. That's the weakest type of leadership. Uh, so I aspire to have the authority because you need to move up. But that's your base. Next will be your expertise. Okay. You have to lead because... You're magaling. Eh, you're magaling, eh, di ba? Yeah. But you cannot always tell people, hey, follow me because I'm the best. You cannot. Show them. Yeah, you cannot. You, you Even if you show them, even if you're given as the best one, that's poor leadership also. It can only go so far. Okay. The three layers, those are the ones that I'm working on. Okay. Uh, it, it involves interpersonal relationship. So the third layer for me is you follow me because I've done something for you. It's either I made you feel good yeah, or maybe I promoted you or maybe I helped you discover something about yourself. Okay. People follow people who provide something for them. Then on the higher portion, so that you can scale it up, you can. Uh, it's not you cannot always do favors for everybody. In order for you to scale it up, you have to do something for the organization. So in you know in in the companies that I've worked for, I don't mind being the brand ambassador. I need to be proud of the organization that I work for. I Correct. need to be proud of that organization because by doing so I do something for that organization either increase the morale advertise yep. but beyond that you also need to show that you sacrifice for a certain organization I love it so that fourth level is people follow you as a leader because they know you're good for the organization and you've done something for them you know the highest level that's everybody's parang self-actualization correct they follow you because you represent an idea, a vision, something that people follow, even your bosses or your shareholders or whoever. Yeah. Digital transformation, yeah, si Henry Yan, sige, yeah. we'll follow him because he created a brand for himself for digital transformation. Correct. And I think with some uh, candidness, I think I've created a brand for that, for myself, yeah. digital and all. I mean, I've talked to several boards and whenever they talk to me about Henry, how do we do digital and what have you? Mm. I give them my piece of advice. And, you know, half of them, they implement what I say. Okay. The one that I really want now is to change myself from, you know, from digital to broaden it. Maybe financial inclusion. Uh, maybe social inclusion broader. Because as we move up, it's about meaning. Eh? Correct. Nobody follows a leader that doesn't... Uh, have meaning in what he's doing. Yeah. And people will follow you if what you're doing is very apparent. So to me, uh, every time I get an opportunity to talk about financial inclusion, it's about financial inclusion. Uh, beyond an aspiration, they have to see that work is being done for you to do that. So I aspire for people to work with me, collaborate with me, mm -hmm. Because they know that that's what I represent. So that's yeah. my learning about leadership. That's uh, you move up the ladder. Of course, mm -hmm. the authority and the skill set, they have to be there. The relational side of me doing something for you, me doing for the organization, that's the second tier. And the last one, you know, you've made it, you've self-actualized as a leader when you 
aspire for something good and people come together to help you do that good. Absolutely. Mm. That is amazing. Well, well said. All right. Now, before we, we go into the Union Digital uh, and then do a deep dive here, I want to now get into how you got into Union Bank first. Because obviously, mm-hmm. the, the parent mm-hmm. company where this originated mm-hmm. is the OG Bank, right? Yeah. Non-digital bank. What was that experience like? And now you're an SVP in Chief Technology and Operations Officer in Union Bank. Because uh, I had the opportunity to talk to your uh, former colleague, uh, RV. Yes, um, RV. Yeah. And my God, the type of, he described the type of how advanced Union Bank is mm-hmm. over everything. So, for example, I'll just give you guys credit. My very first foray into banking out of college was the Ian card. Uh-huh. I used to use Perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. Right. And my God, it was light years ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And just uh, the type of stuff. And, and even um, my Nino uh, in my wedding, mm-hmm. the Dick Chiang. Oh. Um, oh. Dragon Pay. Yep, Dragon Pay. He says, oh my God, he built out, he tried to hack your bank. That was the, that was the origin of, of this until they integrated that so many were, so many great financial uh, infra yeah. was built on top of the Union Banks. That's stack. right. What did you do pre-Union Digital uh, during your, your Union Bank hustle? Okay, so I'll, I'll do one step back. Okay. So how did I get into banking? Okay. Okay. Uh, so I wanted, I always, uh, aspired to be an entrepreneur and yeah, I'm getting at the age, <laughs> I'm getting older and the older I get, the more distant. So I created a startup, uh, mm-hmm. together with a couple of, uh, you finally scratch it. Pala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, together with a couple of, uh, engineering students in UP. Okay. Sorry, I cannot uh, announce what it is. I'm tied up to some confidentiality no worries, agreement no after <laughs> it was acquired. Okay. So we did that startup. I'm still in the telco space then. Mm. Uh, it was acquired. Mm. And I said, wow, you know the, you know this, the yeah. feeling of an exit? Dude, it's the oh best. Oh my God. It's, it's the like, best. It's, it's a high. Yes. And, and I'm chasing that again. Oh. I want it again. It's it's something that uh, it's adrenaline high. It's and uh, we I exited. It was a lucky first uh, startup. Uh-huh. We exited less than a year. Same. Ah, it was uh, and I want to. I've never replicated that again. And it's then. hard. Uh, people it's always hard. think and there, you need a bit of luck. Yes. And timing. There's a lot of luck that yes. gets involved. So mm-hmm. so exited and I said, wow, this is what I want to do for my career. I think I was. In my mid to late forties already, and saying I have to do this now, so I went to LA. Okay, I got a great company to back me up. Okay. Uh, gave us a nice uh, fund. Okay, and we spread it around. They recovered the fund, so I was there for eleven months. Okay, I was based out of uh, Hermosa Beach. Holy the, shit! Wow, which like wow, wow. What can you ask for more? Can you ask for more, right? You're by the beach. I didn't, I, in my head, I'm going to learn surfing, but didn't because <laughs> I thought I'd be there forever. Okay. 11 months. But I keep coming back to the Philippines every two weeks. So my, what? yeah, my travel was Your two weeks. I'm there. Is effed up for yeah, sure. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I love flying pal because they're the only direct flight there. Oh so God, perfect class needs a lot of stepping up though, but okay, cool. Yeah. But you can't beat the direct. direct. Yeah. This is the direct. So on one of my return to the Philippines, okay. somebody said, Hey, somebody wants to talk to you. Who wants to talk to me? Tito Ortiz. What? 
Well, Tito Ortiz, so I googled, wow, this is the CEO then, still the CEO right. and chairman of Union Bank. Hmm, why would you want to talk to me? Okay. So I met with, and, and this is a banker, okay. right? So I suit up, pinstripe suit. <laughs> Uh, LA look. Uh, LA look. Mm. He was surprised actually. He was expecting a startup guy. Okay. But I was so Tito said, Hey, you look more like a banker than me. With, <laughs> but so that it was supposed to be just a 30 minute conversation. Okay. That 30 minute conversation. It's like I think we started one in the afternoon, and I swear the sun was already setting as we okay. <laughs> as we finish up our conversation. Long story short. Okay. I was so impressed with his worldview. Then I got to meet Michelle, the fantastic chief uh, human resource officer of yeah. Union Bank. Thank then talk me talk to me about a cultural change that's happening in the bank. It was happening already in the bank. Then nice. they were already at the precipice of becoming a digitally transformed organization. Wow! Then the I guess the nail in the coffin was. I met Edwin Bautista and he showed me his conference room and he saw my expression. It's like, oh, you're not impressed with my conference room. Because it's a standard conference okay. room. <laughs> when you come back, I'll show you the conference room. All right. I didn't know at that point he was going to transform the conference room uh, to something unique. So when I got back, okay. man, it's, it's like walking into the imperial uh, battle school. In Star Wars. Yeah, there's even the <laughs> the Death Star oh my God. Uh, reflected on the... It's what? like, so Edwin said, no, are we now transformed? Yeah, oh. I signed <laughs> was up. Was he dressed up as Darth Vader? <laughs> no, but th there was an event where they were dressed up as Jedi's actually. Oh, okay. so, so I joined. So sure. Tito, Edwin, Michelle, those are the three <laughs> people who he influenced me to try, try out banking because I have zero understanding of banking aside from the fact that I didn't like the industry because right. who wants to line up uh, yeah. in the bank to sign stuff and ATMs mm -hmm. and all. And, and Tito, I remember Tito saying, you have zero knowledge of banking. You're exactly the guy we want. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah, they drank the Kool-Aid. And plus, you don't have to unlearn anything. Yeah. So, I joined. And that was six years ago. Then, along the way, I met a lot of cool people, including nice. RV. Nice. Our, we started uh, the fintech uh, initiatives. Mm -hmm. Then... RB and I, wherever there's blockchain, we go all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, uh, RV did Union Digital. Me, my banking career went deeper. Mm -hmm. So while RV went the Union Digital route, okay. I went the motorcycle lending, teacher's lending, uniform oh. personal lending. So I became more and more involved in the lending uh, business. Well, RV started the digital initiative. Got it. And yeah. you're chairman of the board of UBX. Yes. So with John Jay and with John Janusha. Oh. Yeah. So that was the startup each again. Dang. Because two years oh. into Union Bank, where we did, we were doing a lot of the digital transformation already. And RV and I were exploring the crypto world and the <laughs> blockchain right, platforms. Right. We said, why not create UBX? Okay, then we created, UBX was supposed to be Union Bank to the power of X. So we did. So and that's a multi-exponential number. That's an exponential pala. number. Okay. And Jan Janusak joined us okay. as the CEO of UBX. And Jan and I are still working together closely on, on UBX, creating cool platforms. One of them actually is our friend, Dick Cheng, yep. uh, who 
we partnered with with Dragon Pay. So we actually were one of the uh, investors in Dragon Pay. Yep. Yeah. So and then several other companies like we participated in PDAPs. Mm-hmm. So and that worked well for us. And of course, CCAP again, one of the sponsors oh, also yes. has Hustle Share again. I've had the, right. the chance to interview John Jay before. That's Recently, right. I've had the chance to also uh, interview your artista turned ex- ah, exact, Carlos Gutierrez. Yeah, Jaime. Jaime. And of course, my very good friend, the first ever Hustle Share episode, mm. Magellan Petalino. Oh yes, that is, I call him Max. Yeah, oh. Max. So he is my guy. He, yeah. we're, we're, we we go from the same school, USD. Ah. I was just one batch higher. Than well, me. talk to Max. Uh, usually join their uh, stand-ups. Then yeah, he can tell you. I really, I love right that. now. I really want to go back to my coding days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Max, you have a dev now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you guys want to build? But man, that's so exhausting. I, I, exhausting. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and exhausting also. Yeah. But this is what I want to d- drive back. So again, um, RV, when he guested here a few months back, described how you were such in a race to mm. get Union Digital out. Yes. Um, because again, time was ticking. If you didn't ship in time, your mm. your whole permit or license was going to re- be revoked. And then he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Now, mm. th- how was that like when you then took the ship? And I want to... Do a deep dive now on what you guys are doing in in Union Digital. Mm. So I guess RV also never got over the itch of uh, putting up his own. <laughs> yes, so, I can see. Yeah. I can see it with with so, with somebody saying, mm, yeah. "You have the itch too, no?" Uh, <laughs> so so RV continues to be the uh, founding CEO of uh, Union Digital. Okay. He started during his watch while. I was doing naman City Savings Bank. Mm. City Savings Bank uh, is a thrift bank, one of the biggest thrift bank right yep, now. Yep. We've uh, shout out to uh, City Savings Bank. They've hit 100 billion in outstanding uh, loan balance. Oh my That's God. Huge. They're the biggest. Okay. So, wow. So, when RV decided to uh, explore another adventure, and you know how RV is, he's also a type A personality, <laughs> yes. he's also in a rush. Also I, lives near a very nice golf course, by the way, in Santa Helena. So <laughs> I I joined Union Digital uh, last February. Okay. And I joined at a point where they've already put in the the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. The team, the system, all the regulatory requirements. So can I make a shout out real quick to the to Go ahead. Uh Sir Mike. Oh, Mike, perfect. Uh, shit, I'm not gonna butcher Mike Singh. No, 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 Mike, your your chief culture. The f- ah, Mike Maliksi. Yes, yes. So Mike I don't want to carbon date him, mm-hmm. but Sir Mike, in my days in UST in high school, oh. was a was a first year prof as well. Oh. So, so shout out, Sir Mike. Hey, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. there. Just just saw it. Okay, yeah. uh, just so. So that's where I met Mike mm. Maliksi. We have so many Mikes. Uh, yeah. Mike Singh, uh, mm. Chief Commercial Officer. So, Moon Moon and all that. Moon Moon. Mm-hmm. So uh, my job, the nice thing about it is, is it's a nice transition. My job now comes into the lending piece. Because mm. uh, first three years of my career in Union Bank was on the the deposit from a bank standpoint, we call it the liability portion. Because okay. if somebody deposits money to a bank, we owe the guy interest. Yeah. 
the you asset need to make it paikot. Make it paikot. Mm. The asset side of the bank is when you borrow money from me, that money is my asset because you pay for that money. Correct. So two years ago, they moved me to the asset side. I thought I thought when when Tito was saying, you know, Henry. We need to move you from liability to asset. I said, <laughs> what? I thought I was doing well. I didn't know I was a liability for the company. So in my head, oh, that's what you meant. Because first part of my career in banking was really uh, to onboard as many digital customers. So that's mm. on the CASA side. So I also ran the branches, mm. uh, the ones that allow us to have more deposit customers. And I think that went very, very well nice. already. Now... On the asset side, I need to show that I can lend money. So perfect timing. My experience in City Savings Bank, yeah. growing the loan book, uh, allowed me now to say, okay, Union Digital will now start lending. And that's nice. that's February to now. We've been uh, uh, growing our loan book. Yep. It has grown from uh, where it was then about, Two billion to now it's about fifteen billion. Oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, that's less than a year, and it's growing very fast because there are really a lot of people out there that that need access to credit. Absolutely. And if you talk about underbank, underbank means you may have a bank account, but you cannot have access to credit, so you're underbank. So if Correct. you now are provided credit then you you enjoy the full banking service. Uh, the unbanked portion, those are the ones that really, because of their situation in society, right. uh, they don't have bank accounts for, maybe they don't have KYCs properly, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So we're finding a way to figure out how we can bank like the partnership with George Roy, the Kagulongs. The motorcycle drivers. Correct. Correct. We're working on that one. And we're teaching them how to save nice. by providing them very good uh, interest rates. Mm -hmm. The farmers, soon, soon by exit of this year, we will partner with another ecosystem that allows us to bank the farmers. Nice. So that's that's what I brought to the table Amazing. in digital. So and you've done it in city service, you can easily do it again. But now wearing an Ube. And Ube, sure. yeah, we just changed color because City Savings <laughs> yes. is colored purple and yellow. Okay. Now I just dropped the yellow and I'm now the fully Lakers purple. Lakers colors. Lakers <laughs> colors. Uh, that's your LA grind right that's there right. for sure. All right, that's let's right. take our last break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, let's do a deeper dive into what you guys are going to be doing Union Digital. Okay. And, and, and let's wait for it. Because aside from Union Digital, you also have another hustle uh -huh. that you want to, that you do love doing. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter 
Carter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with GCash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers. I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay. And we're back.
back to break. We are still with Henry Aguda again. Told us this amazing hustle. So again, coming from becoming a liability to an asset. <laughs> to an asset yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the right timing too, because again, you now have the 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 right vehicle to be at, to to lend that yeah. that multiple in one year. Now we're not even yeah. done yet. We're just starting yeah. Q4 as we yeah. we recorded this. That's scary times. Oh my God, how, how, how are you able to do that? But let's just do a deep dive a little bit on, on Union Digital, right? What makes Union, Union Digital different from the other digital banks? Mm-hmm. I guess uh, what makes us different, three things. One, we're focused on a healthy mix of lending and deposit. When I say healthy mix, uh, from out of the gates, we okay. know that lending is the one who's going to make us sustainable. Uh, the... The common wisdom before was if you're a digital bank, you will onboard deposit for the first year. You will provide lending the second year. Mm -hmm. And hopefully on the third year, you make money. Mm -hmm. So our unique proposition is we start credit-led, which is lending. Mm -hmm. That's why we're immediately profitable. That allows us to become sustainable. Then, now Mm -hmm. that we've proven that our business model is profitable. We'll go into aggressive casa build-up customers, mm. the underbank now. The, the logic of which is the underbank and the unbank will start with deposit first. Okay. So how can you lend money to them, right? So what we started doing is lending first in ecosystems where people may already have money like payroll accounts. But they're underbanked in the sense that they don't have access to credit. So we started with that ecosystem. Okay. Uh, since we're now sustainable as a company, we will now target the the unbank where they save first. Then over time, once we have history of their transactions, mm-hmm. we can lend to them. So that's first. The okay. business model is really different. Yeah. Uh, to be profitable this early, my goodness. Yes. My yes, goodness. Yes. How many companies can even say that from the get-go? Yes. I At mean, Skila, by the way. Cre- credit to our uh, parent bank also because they've trained us on right. focusing on code ne, uh, right? unit economics. Yes. Uh, we're very big on unit economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is, we're really obsessed with digital right now. I love it. Note that uh, Union Bank, the mm-hmm. parent bank, has been awarded, I think one award giving body gave them, gave us six years in a row, best digital bank. Ooh. Some award giving bodies stopped at four and Hall of Fame. Na. <laughs> it's like, it's when you talk about digital banking, it's Union Bank. Right. They are the super app of the financial banking sector. Yeah. So now we need to do something better in terms of digital. So Up we're on Oh, we're obsessed. We don't have ATMs. We don't have branches. We our call center has to be manned by chatbots. So we will infuse it with AI. We will infuse it with robotic process automation. Yeah. And we don't want to be a super app. We want ourselves to be embedded in the Ankas app, for example. Uh, if we partner with this uh, farm platform, approach. that's that's right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the. Uh, second one. The third man, me, I'm an Ilocano. Okay. Super Ilocano. <laughs> Makuna. Makuna. <laughs> so ours is really fiscal discipline. And I've been a CFO yeah. before. So I, I think compared to all the other digital banks, we have the the lowest cost structure. 
because I'm very, very particular with, uh, you know, our term is nobody gets left behind. Yeah. My counterpart, there is no peso gets wasted. That's <laughs> 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 our uh, fiscal discipline. Woo. So those three. So if okay. you, if you first, if your business model leads you to uh, profitability at the quickest possible time, if you're fully digital and really obsessed with making everything end-to-end digital, mm-hmm. and third, you have that fiscal discipline on cost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just imagine where where we're headed. That yeah. is amazing. All right, now uh, you you've been. Uh, what I love about you guys is again, you're unorthodox in partnering. Mm-hmm. You want you don't want to haul it in into just one thing. You're mm-hmm. the one putting yourselves out there, API integration, whatever that is. I love the partnerships, but again, I want to understand how. Um, you're actually powering this. Are you, did you build the stack mm. to be really built with other stuff rather mm-hmm. than everything super app mode? Just everybody's mm-hmm. trying to do super, super app mode, go to me, and that's the only way. Mm-hmm. This is reverse. How are you guys able to do that? So six years ago when I joined Union Bank, it mm-hmm. was a digital transformation play, meaning there were already legacy systems at yeah. the start. So it wasn't cloud native. Mm. Now, what the promise of Union Digital is, imagine if you can wipe the slate and build a bank whose infrastructure are cloud-native, microservices-infused, AI, uh, agile from the start. So we don't have the legacy uh, infrastructure. No, there's no such thing as on-prem. There's no such thing as on-prem anymore. So that's how we're doing it. We're making full use of the multiplier effect of new technology in terms of our productivity. Okay, got it. All right. Now, again, Union Digital Bank has a pi- healthy pipeline of products, and you mentioned that you will soon further expand your partnership spa, right? Yes. What's your long-term vision of the bank, and how do you see it evolving in the next few years? Because you're just getting started, and you're already doing all these multiples, yes. right? What What's more to come? Well, uh, what's our vision? Because yesterday, we had the leadership uh, session with the management team of Union Digital, okay. and we said, our purpose is financial inclusion. Our skills in the digital space okay. and the resources that we will amass from being a profitable bank mm-hmm. will be deployed to making sure that we make a dent in financial inclusion. For sure. We've just started. We're less than a year in operations. And we've not banked the magtataho yet. We've not banked the magisda, the magsasaka mm-hmm. and all but we want to move as quickly as possible to fulfill that promise because that is really the reason why we were created. Got it. Second also, it's not enough that we know customer lifetime value. Mm. That's par for the course. As a business, we need to know how much we're making from the customers. Mm. What we need to do and what we need to push and advocate for all the financial institutions is customer lifetime prosperity. Nice we need that. to be attentive to how we're improving people's lives. Mm-hmm. If I lend you 5,000 right now and you're able to pay, in the future, I should be able to lend you 10,000. Right. And in the future, you should borrow for your home. And mm-hmm. in the future, you should, because my, my very good friend, Mike Singh would always say, you don't teach a guy how to ride a bike by what letting him watch you ride the bike you need to let him ride the bike so you don't mm-hmm. teach people how to progress in life using credit if you don't give them credit Makes sense. we need we need to be 
committed to that. And once we perfect that, and the Customer Lifestyle Lifetime Prosperity Index, by the way, mm. patterned after the United Nations uh, Prosperity Index. Nice. We need to have that discipline to track that. Hindi lang Net Promoter Score, hindi mm. lang CLV. It has mm. to be CLPI also. What's CLPI? Customer Lifetime Prosperity Index. Wow. You need to your life to get better and better and better. If not, we fail with financial inclusion. All right, sounds amazing. Last yeah. few questions, mm-hmm. all right. But as a CEO of Union Digital Bank, what personal values or principles guide your decision-making when it comes to driving innovation and then financial inclusion through digital banking? Well, <laughs> inclusivity. Okay. Uh, the problems of this country can't be resolved by just one person, can't mm-hmm. even be resolved by just one group. It needs to be all of us. So the guiding principle of Union Digital is we will partner and enable ecosystems in order for them to achieve financial inclusion. Because even ANCAS, they want their Kagulong's life to progress and they want to provide livelihood to as many people. We need to empower that. Uh, MWEL, uh, shout out to my very good friend, uh, Sherry Villa. Yep. They want to make healthcare affordable. Let's empower that mm. and so on and so forth. We need to be inclusive and we need to be an enabler to make others also inclusive. That's why you'll see me also working with government because uh, it's not just the private sector and the government. It has to be both of us. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that drives us. Now, and that's what I want to end this episode with because you're not just... I mean, it's an amazing job. Just Feb 22. We're recording this in October. Oh my God, the multiple is crazy. But this is not just the stuff that you're doing. You have this other hustle. Can you talk about this other <laughs> hustle that you're doing? Because you're boss to the wall of that too. You know, you're, you're yeah. doing full, full blast and that's doing well. But what is the other hus- hustle of Henry Aguda? Oh, one of the benefits of being uh, part of the Aboitis group is we are committed to nation building also. Yeah. And because we're committed to nation building, uh, I also volunteered to help out in uh, the digital transformation initiatives of the president. So last uh, July of 2022, mm-hmm. uh, the private sector advisory council was created. Wow. And that council was divided into six sectors okay. focused on specific economic areas such mm-hmm. as creation of jobs, uh, tourism, health, uh, hard infra, digital okay. infra. I think I also o- already included there the tourism portion. Yes. So so our, our task is to provide private sector inputs to the president. Mm-hmm. In my area, uh, which is digital infra, uh, I'm fortunate enough that I'm working with the likes of Ernest Ku of Globe, Alpan Lilio of PLDP, wow. Uh, Dennis Uy of Converge, mm-hmm. Mon Hoxon of BPI. I mean, these guys are, you know, they're top notch. And we get together every week. We invite people to contribute their views and opinions on matters such as national ID, cell site permitting, budget for automation in government, etc. And then we craft uh, those recommendations and policy. We coordinate with the counterpart government agencies like the DICT, ARTA for ease of doing business, uh, DILG, and so on and so forth. And once we have a common 
uh, agenda and topic that we want to pursue, we put it in a work plan. Mm. And that work plan gets presented to the president and, you know, uh, it's for their consideration now for implementation. That's amazing. Yeah, just one, uh, one last. What, describe to me what type of conversations happen in when you get all these big boys to oh. come through. Uh. And again, what, what's the feeling? And you're the one leading that charge. <laughs> I can just imagine the type of... I can't yeah. even imagine, actually, what, what type of conversation you're having there. No, those, those are great guys, actually. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I'm just the facilitator, okay. but we're equal bodies, like uh, like the the telco guys and, mm. and the BPI uh, representatives, and they bring in their teams. Ah. They bring in their teams oh of experts. God. So imagine you have access to those pool of talents. Oof. Who's it's like uh, the Avengers Assembly? Avengers, <laughs> yes, and their primary uh, objective is not for profit, uh, not for competition but for nation building. And, and you get that unfiltered and you give it to the president. We've actually created a movement called Di Go Digital Pilipinas. Wow. GDP. GDP. Fact, our, our tagline is Go Digital Pilipinas, GDP for better GDP. I love it. And that organization is composed of the major organizations in business. MAP is a convener of that one. Phoenix is a con wow. convener. IBPAP. ICD, they've come together so that any initiative uh, that is worthy of being supported by the private sector gets supported. That is amazing. Again, thank you so much, Henry. I wish we had more time, but I know you got to hustle as well. But before I let you go, invite people over to, again to sign up or again, borrow. You're ready yeah. to deploy <laughs> as an asset uh, in Union Digital. And again, if they want to work with you, where do they go and how do they do that? Okay, so for our app, it's available on iOS and Play Store. The Ubi one. The Ubi one, mm -hmm. uh, Union Digital. Uh, it's called Purple. Download it. Uh, it's easy. Uh, it's as easy as uh, uh, Union Bank has made it. Yeah. The main bank has made a very great app that allows you to onboard quickly. So onboard on, uh, to us, Union Digital, mm -hmm. and uh, look at all the services that are there. And, you know... If you need anything from me, I'm just a Facebook, LinkedIn, Link. Viber message away. That is amazing. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of podcast app. And if we did say some jargon, it's going to be this in, in the website on hustleshare.com. And lastly, if you want to be part of our little community as well, and you have access to the exclusive stuff that we're doing, and again, support us in doing our podcast, not just Hustleshare. We also have Founders Only, which is a deep dive on founders' lives. And of course, our brand new one called The Daily Scrum, which is again, Comes out every day, five, five, five minutes. We round up everything. Please do support us at premium.hustleshare.com. Again, Henry, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ron. And thank you to your team. Fantastic right. hour. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.